Oh, hey there, and thanks for joining me on this little, quick little bonus episode. I wanted to hop on here today to talk to you about myself. (laughs) Uh, Really, I just wanted to update you all a little bit on my health, uh, because I know I have left you hanging in some ways. I did a bonus episode, bonus episode number three was the last one, and that was way back in September, where I was about a month in from completely throwing my back out and basically uncovering a complete uh, smorgasbord of shit that was going on that I hadn't properly addressed. Um, so if you have literally no idea what I'm talking about, maybe you want to go back and listen to that episode um, to just get a little bit of context. Um, but today I just wanted to update you because I've been getting so many questions about what's going on or, you know, are there any updates? So I'm going to take you through sort of a quick version of what we, and by we, I mean me, Uh, my husband, and the very long list of medical professionals that I've seen over the last six months have, you know, discovered or come to conclusions about, um, about what's going on with my back and my overall health. So just wanted to update you, but before I get into it, just a couple quick disclaimers here. I love talking to you guys about the difficulty of this situation and because I know a lot of you are in a similar place where you're kind of going through an injury or something's happening and I want to be here to talk to you about it so please feel free to reach out to me to talk about you know what's going on you or to you know to ask any specific questions about you know whatever here's what I don't want I don't want internet diagnosis, right? I think we all know that internet coaching, right? Getting completely unsolicited coaching tips on a video or something on on that you post on the internet isn't really that cool. So it goes the same with this. I'm not looking for internet diagnosis. I'm not looking for people to come into my DM saying you definitely have this or have you been tested for this? Um, Because that's just not what I'm looking for. And I did make this disclaimer on the last bonus episode and I still had that happen. So um, it's not saying don't talk to me at all about this, but it's just saying, please don't be internet doctor, you know? Cool, cool. And related to that, um, I am purposefully omitting some things. So this isn't everything, but it's, you know, the bigger stuff and the stuff that I wanted to share with you. So with all that said, let's go ahead and catch up (laughs) on my various health problems. Okay. And I I will also say that I don't have all the answers to everything. It's still been kind of a frustrating experience, although at this point we are a little bit clearer and understand some things. So uh, again, it's not all the answers, but I'm going to share with you, you know, sort of most of what I do know. So to start, one thing that we do know about what's been going on is my nervous system is just like straight up booked. Now, some people have said... um, overtraining syndrome. Some people have said um, adrenal fatigue. When I say people, I'm talking about professionals, like some of the various doctors that I've seen. So um, you can kind of call it whatever you want, overtraining syndrome, um, adrenal fatigue. Um, I had another professional just call it like my nervous system just backfired on me. I had another professionals say my nervous system is like in overdrive or like burned out. Um, So you can kind of just like, you know, smush those all together and pull out the average of that. And that's about accurate. My nervous system is just fucked up. So how that's manifesting is um, if I do something currently that, you know, stimulates my nervous system in any, really any way, whether that's like physically or even like emotionally, like stress and stuff, Any variety of that will kind of send my body into a panic mode. Just meaning like my resting heart rate, which is 
historically very low, especially since starting CrossFit. Like it's it's a very healthy, very low resting heart rate. Uh, that was very, very elevated in the months following throwing my back out. And it was just like chronically elevated all the time. Like I was resting a lot and it was still elevated. Um, now it is six months later, come back down uh, to its happy place and where it used to be. However, like I said, if I do something to stimulate my nervous system, like the next day, like they'll kind of be like this rebound effect where my resting heart rate is still super high. So it's just my body saying like, hey, like we're not like, recovering super good with this, right? Um, And it's affected my immune system. It's affected uh, just my overall feelings of like energy and fatigue. And so that's really been like one of the main concerns in, in, insofar as like what I'm currently trying to do, right? Physically or not. Like I have been taking a big break off of the gym six months since my last CrossFit workout or, you know, really any kind of workout of any kind. I just did a spin class like two weeks ago, and that was the first bit of cardio that I had done in six months. Um, And like I said, the next day, I felt like I got hit by a train. My resting heart rate was hella high. I just was like fucking in a shit mood. I Everything sucked. Um, So I really have to baby step my way back in and really make sure that my nervous system is healed before I do any of that. It's getting better, but that has been just like setting the baseline for a lot of shit. The other interesting thing that we discovered, uh, I had a lot of imaging done of my spine, and I have a condition called syringomyelia. And this is kind of a rare thing. It comes in a couple different forms, and I have one of the rarer forms of the rarer thing. <laughs> uh, and it is when a cyst forms within your spinal cord. So it's like a cyst of cerebrospinal fluid that forms in your spinal cord and it can grow, it can get bigger, it can stay the same. It's a little bit different for everybody. But you know, the bigger it is, the more pressure it puts on your spinal cord and the surrounding nerve roots, right? And so a lot of the symptoms that I've been having in a lot of different ways are all basically nerve, they're neuro symptoms, they're nerve-based in lots of different ways. They manifest, but they all are like neuro symptoms. So that was like a, oh, well, that makes sense. So I have this happening at literally the exact same vertebrae in my spine. Um, I have the cyst, which is a pretty, you know, it's not small. Um, I have that happening at the exact same vertebrae where my spine takes a 40 degree turn because of my scoliosis, right? So again, put those together and what you have there is a fair amount of compression happening at this one spot. And I think ultimately inflammation, right? A lot of inflammation happening in that area because of those two things kind of combined. And then, you know, if you zoom out and take a big picture here, like me jumping around doing CrossFit, you know, fucking four to six times a week for six years and putting a lot of weight and intensity and shit on top of that, um, definitely doesn't like make for like a super pretty picture, especially when I'm, again, like I've got like a nervous system kind of on the fritz. And the trouble with syringomyelia is it's not very well understood, you know, and um there's a lot of controversy out there as to what it's responsible for, what it does, how much pain it causes, how, what the symptoms are. Um, it really just kind of de- depending on what professional you see. Um, and I know because I'm a part of them now that there's a lot of frustration among people who do have this with not really getting the right amount of um, attention or care or understanding surrounding it. 
Um, some people have devastating symptoms, like full loss of a lot, and I obviously am not at that place. But if you do have it that badly, uh, really the only cure to that is uh, surgery, where they literally like drain the cyst from your spinal cord. So I'm not gonna have spinal cord surgery. I do not have you know symptoms that terrible, but I think that that is definitely contributing, like I said, to the inflammation that is contributing to my nervous system just like riding the strug bus. You know, the other thing that I have going on is a disc shearing in my lumbar spine. So it's not quite a herniated disc, right? It's not, it doesn't, it's nothing that's showing up on, uh, on imaging like MRI. Um, however, I, my doctor was able to like effectively wiggle my vertebrae like a lot in my lumbar spine. So he calls them hypermobile, um, saying they're wiggling way too much. And what happens is when they're not, you know, like secure or able to, when they're moving more than they should, or hypermobile, or you can move them around or whatever, what happens is they just like, they just kind of squish on the discs around them in a funny way, right? And kind of unpredictably because they're not super stable. So I have a couple vertebrae that are doing that and they're shearing the discs in between and just kind of sending these radiating and really unpleasant, pretty constant pain down my legs. So very constant pain in my hips and my legs has been something I've had for like at least a year. Like I wasn't even squatting at all last year because my hips uh, were so, so angry at me. Um, and, you know, I thought it was I just had really tight hip flexors or whatever. And it turns out like I'm actually like clinically hypermobile <laughs> and uh, doing more stretching uh, wasn't really helping the problem. And the pain was referred pain from this thing going on in my spine. And I just mentioned the hypermobile piece, and I also think that's important as well, especially when it comes to something like CrossFit, right, which, what I, which is what I was doing for so long. And I think that people really want mobility, and there's definitely, like, benefits to just, like, being mobile. Like, I'm not trying to shit on that in any way. However... When your movement patterns are compromised in some way, you know, whether it's because you know, like maybe like me, you have scoliosis and just everything is asymmetric and shifted and there's a lot of compensating happening. Uh, maybe it's because something is not correctly firing, uh, whatever reason, if your movement pattern is compromised in any way and you are not only going to the end of uh, range of motion, like, you know, like CrossFit wants you to do, right? The full range of motion, full range of motion, but you're going beyond what most people do because you're hyper hypermobile and you can get into like just really like you're you're making that range of motion way more exaggerated than most people have it um, and there's like it's not moving properly you can get yourself into a kind of a risky spot and hypermobility comes with just having like laxity to your ligaments and right it's like all throughout it's like your muscles and your joints right and so like just riding those all the way to the red zones all the way to the ends like i'm realizing now like it seemed like what everybody wanted in class like oh you can get so deep in your squat or like oh you can like da 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 but now i'm like well fuck that actually was not helping my cause at all right it wasn't helping my cause because my spine is kind of fucked up and not super stable in a lot of ways and then i'm putting 200 pounds on my back and i'm riding that thing all the way down to the ground right and so it's just kind of exacerbating issues 
Anyway, I digress. So that disc shearing happening in my spine, like I said, sort of started like a chain. It was a very, very slow build. Like I said, this was all year I was struggling with hip pain um, and squatting and just like radiating, just ongoing, constant, awful pain down my legs. And I continued to train on it, right? Like all the time, like pretty high intensity, right? So what I created then was an SI joint problem, an adductor problem, a knee problem, all sorts of things that really just started from this one thing happening in my spine. It was like a centralized issue that just like radiated and referred pain and all sorts of issues outward. So in some ways, I'm really glad to know that that's what was going on, especially in my legs, because that was the most ever-present constant thing and the most frustrating because it prevented me, like I said, like way back when I did my my first update on this, I was sharing with you how, oh, I'm starting to go for walks and I'm starting to go for yoga instead of, um, you know, training CrossFit. And that quickly stopped. I realized I couldn't do that at all either. Both yoga and walking like really, really hurt my hips. And still to this day, that is the case. So walking for more than like a mile or being on my feet for more than like an hour or even sitting for more than an hour, like uh, really, really hurt uh, both my SI joint and just like the nerve pain going through. So um, it was really difficult to find like an alternative, <laughs> you know, system for moving uh, for quite a while there. And so I literally stopped everything, not only because like I couldn't just go for a walk because that made things worse, but also because like I said, I needed, I realized that my nervous system needed to heal. And in order to do that, I just needed to fucking stop. So I took a good like three to four months of full blown rest or sedentary living, however you want to look at it. And I am just now um, starting to, you know, move just a little bit in ways that make sense. So that's mostly just like PT exercises, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to stabilize those vertebrae again, right? Make them not so wobbly so that they don't send shooting constant pain down my legs all the live long day. Um, and I'm trying to move a little bit, but in a way, again, that does not tip my nervous system over, right? That does not make this adrenal fatigue or whatever you want to call it worse. Because here's the deal. What happened with me was a combination of both a very long, slow, gradual build and an acute injury, right? So it was a very slow, long build in getting my nervous system fucked up, like having constant inflammation going on in my spine, lots of chronic stress, things that were just like making my uh, adrenal system, my immune system, my nervous system just get into a place just fried, right? So that was a low, a really slow, long build. But then I also like threw my back out one day in the gym and that was my body being like, yo, we done. Like, listen, Linda, listen, (laughs) right? Um, And so after that, like all those really low grade aches and pains that I had for quite some time uh, were like a two or a three all the time, got elevated to like a seven or an eight all the time. And since it like it was such a slow, gradual buildup in some ways, like you have to have that same perspective when you're trying to heal, right? This isn't just like, a, oh, take a week off and you'll be good. If this took like a year to, you know, get to a point, like a breaking point, it's going to take about that to get to a place of like solid healing. So I'm six months in right now. I'm feeling a little bit better in some ways, not in always. Um, Like I said, I'm not divulging every single little detail, but those are like the most, most impactful things. So when it comes to healing that, I'm doing the best I can right now, but I'm really taking baby steps towards it because I don't want to be doing two steps forward, one step back. I want to be going at a nice, very slow, 
pace that feels good that my body is actually enjoying um, and I'm paying very close attention to it in lots of ways just my energy level and uh, my recovery time and my resting heart rate and my um, stress management and like what I'm taking on and work like everything is getting looked at so that I can best come out of whatever wicked combination of shit ended up happening that put me in this position in the first place. So the short version of what's going on, I guess, is just that I feel like that Mike Tyson meme. It's spinal, okay? It's my back. I got some things going on there, no surprise. Um, But it's also my nervous system, just in general. And so I think that those two things uh, definitely impacted each other. And there was just like a a chronically elevated uh, inflammation from my spine that I wasn't addressing properly and then piled a bunch of stress and a bunch of intense workouts and piled a bunch of shit on top of that, on top of that, on top of that. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. So the Open is about to start. And uh, there will be absolutely zero way that I'm participating in any form of this. Uh, And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like, but you can totally scale it, you know, and just do like air squats and, um, you know, just take it way down. And you're right. I absolutely can. But it's more than just the movements themselves, um, you know, which are there's still a lot of movements that I'm staying very far away from right now. Um, So it's not just the movements themselves, but it's also just like that's such a hyped up environment right which is what makes it so fun like that's the shit i love but that hyped up adrenaline high stress shit is like precisely what i'm doing my best to avoid right now so in no way am i participating in in it and honestly i don't really know if i'm even going to be able to show up at my gym to judge uh because it's kind of emotional for me which might sound silly but any of you guys who have listened to me for a while or know me uh know that the open is absolutely hands down like i can't even talk about without crying fucking love it. I love it. And so not being a part of it this year is is by far the hardest part of any 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 bit of this experience for me. People are like, "Oh, it must be so hard for you to be out of the gym and resting." It's like, honestly, it's not because I'm fully accepting that this is like what I need to do to heal, but this not being able to participate in the open, that's hard. Like really hard. So I'm bummed in that way, um, and I'm bummed in how much muscle I've lost over the last six months, but you know what? Like I said, I'm just starting to get that that real, real itch to get back in in a very slow, safe way. I'm finally feeling like my body can handle it very, very slowly. Again, there's like I said, there's a lot of movements that I'm not doing, so I'm kind of limited, but I'm feeling good about things. So that's my current little update of what's going on. Uh, and I, if you made it this far, like you'd a real MVP because this was this was a long episode of me just talking about myself. And I'm sorry about that. But I just wanted to put it out there for anybody interested because I've been getting so many questions about what's going on. Is your back and how's it doing? Or, or just like what happened at all? So hopefully between uh, bonus episode number three and this episode today, uh, you're filled in on what's going on in my life and my journey and how ultimately it's impacting the work and content that I'm bringing to you, right? So... I hope you found this interesting or helpful in any way. Again, if you want to talk to me about something similar going on with you or just have questions, feel free to reach out. I'd love to connect with you. But again, please refrain from doing internet diagnosis. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this. That's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed this. Chat with you soon. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of She Thrives Radio. And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And then head on over to SheThrivesBlog.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you.